I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 247. All right, guys, jumping right in. Hello, you beautiful ladies. I am so, so, so excited to finally be sending in a story. After hearing that y'all were running low, I knew I had to. For anyone interested, today is October 4th, 2023. To start things off, I want to say how much I love you girls. I started listening to y'all when I was a sophomore in high school, and now I'm a sophomore in college. You've been with me through the end of COVID, surviving my junior year, my high school graduation, and moving 10 hours away from my family. I'm so thankful for you to keep me company on my lonely drives from school, home, and back. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, go Cats, and I moved to Norfolk, Virginia for college over a year ago now. While I love the rich history of this area and the Navy men, I miss the rolling fields and the beautiful sunsets of Kentucky every day. Thankfully, I was able to move home for the summer to spend some time with my family that was much needed. College is hard. This is where my story starts. P.S. This is probably going to be a long one. So sorry. My family have been members at a local country club. I know it sounds bad, but it's not the normal hoity-toity shit. For about seven years, and this summer, I decided to apply for a serving job in the restaurant, and I ended up working as a member liaison as well. There were rumors of the old mansion being haunted, but I never believed it until I started working there. Out of respect for my amazing boss and our general manager, I ask that you not share the name of the club. As a club, we do not hide any paranormal happenings, and we're always happy to answer questions when people visit, but it's not how we market the club, and I want to respect those choices. That being said, I'm going to generalize some names and backstory. When I first started, none of the other people I worked with ever mentioned anything paranormal in front of me, so I thought that all of the hauntings really were just rumors. That was until I worked my first wedding. The club is housed in a big-ass mansion. I literally feel so lucky that I get to hang out in such a beautiful place all day, which was owned by a badass bitch that we'll call Miss Ghost and was built in the 1930s. Long story short, there's a lot of horse people drama in there. It's Kentucky, but she became a very wealthy woman for her time and was known to be one of the kindest ladies one would ever meet. She truly treated her staff like family and loved them all. She was known to be a great caretaker. However, she doesn't love the current staff so much. My first experience, like I said, was the day of the first wedding I worked. I was sitting on a stool next to the welcome desk on the main foyer of the mansion. It's important to note that the foyer was at the bottom of two grand staircases that you descended either side as you walked in the main doors from the front door. You could see the balcony of the second floor. I was chatting with the head of our pantry and our bartender. It's a very small, close-knit staff and our member liaison. I glanced down at my phone for a minute only to see someone enter the main front doors and walk past us in some sort of dark colored dress out of the corner of my eye. My head snapped up and I started to say our welcome to spiel but there was no one there. Everyone else looked at me like who the hell are you talking to? I responded the person who just walked in. Apparently the door never even opened. I had goosebumps all over because I was so sure I had seen someone. After that, the floodgates opened and everyone started spilling all the things they had experienced. No one wanted to mention it to me until I had one myself. If y'all like these stories, I'll send in another email with all my coworker stories. Some of them have worked at the club for 20 plus years. But if I tell them all now, this will be an entire episode. After that first initial sighting, I felt like the activity ramped up. I learned that day that anytime something in the house was painted over or a tree fell in the backyard or something too unfashionable, Miss Ghost would make it known that she was not happy and that we were fucking with her house. 
So, of course, within my first month of work, the restoration committee decided to repaint the original tile in the downstairs ladies' room, the closest public bathroom to all of the server and employee areas. For the next week, random things would happen. The only two I experienced were quite annoying, though. First, I was alone at the server aisle, and out of nowhere, an entire container of polished silverware slid off the counter and flipped onto the floor. It's important to note that these baskets with thick plastic, when full, weigh about 8 to 9 pounds. Not only that, but our counters sit perfectly at 90 degrees, and this container was placed at least 4 inches from the edge of the counter. Also, a few days after that, I was in the server aisle with one other girl when we heard a crash coming from the dining room. There was no one there, so we quickly rushed in and found three or four shattered glasses on the floor with an overturned bus tub of folded napkins on top of them. Just like the silverware, all these things were sitting far back on top of a completely flat counter. I guess Miss Ghost decided that if we were going to fuck with her house, she was going to fuck with us. Speaking of Mrs. Ghost, her old bedroom is now called the Mrs. Ghost last name suite in her honor. Whenever a wedding rents out the downstairs dining room, we move member services upstairs to that suite or her daughter's. The staff now likes to joke that I'm her favorite because whenever I'm alone in that suite, the lights will flicker. It doesn't happen to anyone but me, but it started happening so often that finally one day I walked in the room and said, I love you, but please stop scaring the shit out of me every time I come in to say hi. It didn't happen as often after that. There's also a cleaning closet along with the main employee hallway. One day near the end of my summer there, I was chatting with the sous chef on our break and we were cutting up next to the closet. He got called back to the kitchen for a moment and he told me not to move, so I just parked myself against the wall and pulled up my book on my phone. As soon as he turns the corner, I hear a small pinging sound, like something small falling over. I immediately step in front of the closet to try to find what it was. Many of my coworkers have seen an apparition of a very short man in the hallway and specifically that closet, which we think used to be the butler's pantry. I was still searching the closet for what fell when the sous chef came back. He helped me look and we noticed that one can on the top shelf was dangling more off the shelf than on it. I still have no idea what would have caused this if not a spirit. My last experience for this email is what solidified my belief in not only the paranormal but the haunting of the mansion. Earlier in the day, I was walking up one of the big ass staircases and I was staring down at the stairs. They are the weirdest stair shape ever, and I have eaten shit too many times in front of guests to not look anywhere but down anymore. Just like in the first story, I saw the almost shadow of a large hoop skirt whoosh past me. It freaked me out a little bit, but I figured it was just Mrs. Ghost, and at least she was heading downstairs and away from her creepy-ass light switches. Later in the evening, though, was when things got creepy. It was a Sunday night, and we had no covers on the books. So everyone was trying to stay entertained while on the clock. I won't bore you with the details, but I was aware at this point in the night of where every single staff member in the building was. And I swear on everything, I know there was no one on the stairs. I was sitting in the foyer with my friend working the desk, and as clear as day, we heard heels click across the floor of the hardwood and then the carpet above us. I immediately jumped up as the steps continued to sound across the catwalk and run to the front doors and I couldn't see anyone upstairs. My friend yells hello multiple times, even though we both know there was no one up there. We had both just walked the whole upstairs looking for swim team trophies not even five minutes before. I wasn't scared, but my friend really was. I've never heard anything as clear as those clicks were. 
It's important to note again that Miss Goats treated her staff incredibly well and no one believes that there is any ill intent to the hauntings. The only people known to have died on the property were the family that owned the house and the two employees, but those were both in the past 30 years. One of a heart attack and one by falling down a set of concrete stairs outside. No one has ever been attacked, scratched, or hurt in any way by any of these hauntings. I really think it's all lighthearted fun and some very disappointed proper 1930s ladies. I know this was a lot. Thank you so much for reading. I have a few more stories, including my co-workers' crazy stories of the mansion being screamed at by a Hispanic ghost in Spanish, mistaking a 300-year-old spirit for my great-grandfather, and a demon that tried to possess my former best friend. Thank you for all that you do. Creep it real and don't get scared. Emma. Emma be hiding that demon possessed her best friend at the end. Okay, well, y'all can't see because, you know, obviously it's a podcast. But when Carrie said that you're from Lexington, Kentucky, and she said, go cats, she did her shoulders up a little bit. And it reminded me of those TikToks where it's like, my name's Carrie Sterling and I'm going to the da 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 yeah. go blah. And yeah. like, just how you did it because like your, your shoulders went up or whatever. And I was like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> Listen to the story. Listen to the story. Man, they all buried the lead for you, though. They waited for you to have your experience, and then they were like, okay, this is everything. Yeah, but I do like that because they let her have her own experience, and she wasn't just, like, hyper-vigilant of, what was that? Was that a ghost? Was that a ghost? Like, this is how you become, like, you know it's credible when everyone has their stories, but they're waiting for you to have yours. Yeah. And also, it seems like it unlocked the floodgates for you. I totally get what you mean. Like, there's no ill will there. She just wants her house how she had it. Right. She said, I worked hard. I made my money back when it was way harder for women to make money. Like, it's not still hard. So, you can imagine how hard it was. Yeah. Dang. Okay, the next one. Hey, girlies, it's Alexa again. So, you guys asked for a follow-up email, and here I am writing it right after listening to the last episode. A bit of context. My mom was in Florida when she got invited to the party by a friend who knew someone that was going. The guy's name is Tyler Hadley, and the guy in the car that wanted to kill people from the light incident did go to jail. He got charged with vehicular manslaughter, premeditated murder, and driving under the influence. He's currently serving 20 years in prison, but he's up for parole in two years. Okay, now another story. I was babysitting at this really rich lady's house. I heard someone come down the stairs and I looked thinking it was one of the kids that had woken up, but no one was there. I went back to the couch to continue watching Unsolved Mysteries when I then heard the door slam. I thought that maybe the parents were home and checked the front door. Nope, no one came home. After some time, I fell asleep on the couch and felt someone sit on the couch beside me. I thought, oh shit, I fell asleep and the parents found me sleeping. I woke up rather quickly and saw what looked like a butt print on the couch next to me. I said, hello? But the butt print went away. I got creeped out because as you guys know, I'm a medium and I can normally sense when things are in the house. Nothing else happened and I never mentioned it to the parents. Now, my high school was very haunted. I would always see children running up and down and it made me sad because they never knew they were dead. One time, this little girl came up to me and she asked to sit next to me. I nodded since I was in class and she sat next to me asking me about my work and what I was doing. Sidebar, I don't have to verbally speak to them when I do talk to them. I can just think and they'll know. It made me sad to think that she was dead. I asked her what she was doing here and she said that she was looking for her mommy and her brother. 
Another time I went to the bathroom and I noticed the girl in front of me had blood on her pants. I said, hey, I think you started your period and you need a tampon. And she turned around and a large shard of glass was protruding out of her head. Blood ran down her face and onto her shirt. That's when I realized she was dead. She started crying and she said that she did need a tampon. I talked to her about life and got her to stop crying. She said she was late for lunch and I told her it's 9 a.m. and she looked confused. I asked her what year it was and she said 2013. I said, I'm sorry, but it's actually 2023. She said that made no sense because she was just on her way back into campus from Taco Bell. And that's when it hit me. She was a girl who got killed in a car accident on her way back to school from open campus lunch. She's the reason we don't have open campus lunch anymore. I calmed her down and explained that she had passed away. I told her to go to the light or mist or whatever she sees. She went into the bathroom stall and I never saw her again. I used to work at the YMCA. I was a lifeguard and always saw a little boy running around there who was obviously dead since no one except me talked to him. He loved to splash around in the pool and was always asking me my favorite color of the day. His name was Timmy and he was such a sweet little boy. He liked to play tricks on me like hiding my towels or putting my shampoo bottles upside down or knocked over. He liked to lock all the doors too. He was so sad when I told him it was my last day there and he asked if he could come with me. I said, of course, Timmy, you can follow me anywhere. Lastly, one time when I was showing I knew someone dead was with me, I asked them to leave the bathroom since that's a rule for all the dead people in the house. He told me it was important that I tell my boyfriend that he misses me. I was talking to my boyfriend's grandpa who passed away recently. He said I was a fine young lady and that he hoped I would marry his grandson. I told him he could tell me whatever he wanted me to tell my boyfriend and he did. I then called my boyfriend and relayed the message. Sadly, I did break up with him, but his grandfather stops by from time to time and asks me how I'm doing. That's everything recent on the paranormal side, but I have a lot more true crime. I love you both. The Medium from Detroit. I mean, good for you being like, hey, I think you need a tampon. Right? We need more people like you. Yes. (laughs) But also, then you had that whole sixth sense moment where she turned around and she was dead and that was scary. Right? But then she's like, but I do need a tampon. Girl, you need more than that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know what part of she's the man you think you're in. Where you going to stick that thing up your nose? Because that ain't going to help you, honey. Oh, gosh. Also, I'm glad that you can talk to them like subconsciously or whatever. Telepathically. That's the word. I would be like talking out loud. Even if I could talk to them like Mm -hmm. telepathically, my mouth would be moving. Well, they're lucky that they found you so that you could help them. All right, before we get into the next story, we got to talk about, who is it, Donna? Microdose gummies. So you've probably heard of microdosing. And if you've never heard of it before, just know that there are tons of people doing it, and it is making them feel healthier and perform better. Well, because it's not about just getting high or anything like that. It's about feeling just right, feeling when your body and mind are really at peace. You know, when you're in the zone, that's what that helps you achieve. Right. You're relaxed. You're focused. You got a little bit of energy. And microdose can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. I absolutely love microdose gummies. I'll take the Indica ones to help me sleep. Because if you don't know, Indica is like in the couch because you're going to be asleep. But some of the other ones, they really do get you in that zone where you're not, you're just feeling good. Microdose gummies deliver the perfect entry-level dose of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good, like Donna said. 
And if y'all listen on a previous episode, I did take these on the cruise and had a blast with them. Especially because you can't drink. Yeah, I can't drink. And so this gave me the opportunity to let loose, feel better, you know, feel more comfortable. I like them because it helps me sleep. Yes. And they're tasty. Like, I have to say, like, okay, limit yourself to one. Right. Like, you can't just pop a few in your mouth. It's a micro dosing. You try yes. to macro dose over there. <laughs> You're going to build up your tolerance. You're going to find what's best for you. They really do taste yummy. But microdose gummies can help you with, you've heard us talk about helping us with the sleep, feeling good, feeling in the zone, but it can also help with anxiety and pain. I will tell you when I've had a stressful day at work, I'm like, yep, and let me just pop one in after so I can just calm down. I do get anxious at work. And so when it's been a busy day, I can't just go and sit in front of a TV and calm down. I need something to help me and microdose gummies do that. And I know I've already said it, but microdose gummies really are perfect for you if you want to try it, you're not really sure. It's so perfect for like that entry level kind of figuring things out. And right now you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping at microdose.com and use promo code CREEP. And this is available nationwide. So that's microdose.com, promo code CREEP, and that is for 30% off and free shipping. And again, this is available nationwide. So head on over to microdose.com and use promo code CREEP for 30% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, the next one. Bill, is that you? Hello from my beautiful area of the country, Finger Lakes region of New York State. Oh, these trees are so glorious. You name the color and more than likely it's here. For those that like to know the dates, today is October 5th, 2023. This short story is a heartwarming one from my childhood. My grandfather had drowned approximately a month or two before this. My grandmother was sitting in her living room in his chair watching a television show. She heard a very familiar sound. Shaking her head can't be. Then the noise went on again. She had heard that sound for over 30 years and was certain of it. Her bill, my dead grandfather, coming inside after milking chores were done. She heard that little knock on the kitchen cupboard, the squeaky kitchen cupboard where he would be taking a medication he always took as soon as he came inside. I forget the name of it, but it was for his stomach. A few times he would give one to the kids. It was something to keep the bowels open and safe for us. Very nutty and tasty. She heard a coat fall on the floor and picked up by someone. By this time, she was saying to herself, Bill, is that you? Then a soft knock. She got up and went to the kitchen. Nothing was there. The bottle of his medication was on the shelf. The cupboard shut. He seldom closed it. Not a coat, shirt, or a jacket to be seen. She did notice a soft step behind her, then a light peck on her cheek. Her last words, I love you too, Bill. Finally, after being apart for almost 50 years, they are now reunited. Hug your loved ones and never forget to say I love you. Forevermore, Bill and Jenny. Oh, gosh. That's like the notebook. Also, what kind of medicine that he was giving y'all that was nutty? Opening the bowels? I don't know. I was like, arsenic? What's that? Arsenic? They just said it was safe for the kids. No, they didn't say it was safe for the kids. Yes, they did. She said he gave it to the kids. It was something to keep the bowels open and safe for us. Oh. I have receipts. <laughs> but also, who is Bill? Me? I always forget to close cabinets. Yes, you do. And that annoys the shit out of me. And drawers. I never shut a drawer all the no. way. No. Ever. Never, ever. I can't be bothered, I guess. It just takes too long. I don't know. I just never do. But if you did the same thing, 
Like, if I did it to her, she'd be pissed. Sometimes. But I am glad that they're together again, and that's that's sweet. It was a long time to live apart after oh my he passed gosh. and he drowned. God, that went an awful way. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay, the next one. Hello, spooky bitches. Guys, I am finally caught up and writing in. I'm Amber from Iowa, and yes, you can use my name. Side note, because of ADHD, have you guys noticed you have a lot of sinister sightings from people named Amber? I started listening maybe a year ago and haven't stopped since. You're on while I'm cleaning, driving, painting pet portraits, pretty much while I'm doing anything. I didn't really think I had a story, paranormal or true crime, but when I sat down with a pen and paper, apparently I have quite a few. Don't worry, I'll send them all to you over a few emails. I guess the first one I want to tell is about my mom when she was a teenager. She grew up in the sprint car capital of the world, Knoxville, Iowa. This story takes place circa 1982, her sophomore year. One night, she was at her boyfriend's house in the next town over called Melcher. She was getting his football jersey to wear to school the next day and just hanging out. Cutting it close to curfew, she decided to take a shortcut home, something she didn't do often. As she was driving her parents' brown Ford Torino down a hilly, rural gravel road, she had a tire blow. Looking around, there was nothing but farmland and one small farmhouse. She could tell that the house was lit up and there was a truck in the drive, so she decided to walk up. Peering inside the window, because teenager, she saw a mom, dad, and two or three kids. She knocked on the door to ask for help. She recalls a tall, clean-cut farmer with a softness about him, and he answered the door. She told him that she had just had a tire blow out and was late getting home, so she was wondering if he could help her at all or if she could use his phone. He smiled and said he had the exact tire size she needed in the barn. So he went to get it and he put it on her car. She profusely thanked him and was off to make it the rest of the way home safely. The next morning or that night, I don't know, she told her mom and dad what had happened. In the morning, they both went back to the farmer's house to thank him and repay him for the tire. When they got to the gravel road that she swears up and down it was the correct road, there was no farmhouse. At least not like the one she had seen the night before. In its place was the same house, but this one was fully overgrown, broken windows, and a rundown truck in what was once a driveway. To this day, my mom says that that farmer was a guardian angel sent to help her get home. It's her favorite story to tell. And while I'm not religious in any way possible, I believe something was looking out for her that night. I'm super excited to hear you guys read this, and I hope the story makes you smile. I started with the happy story, so be on the lookout for the bummers coming your way. Love from Iowa, and hail yourselves, Amber. That seriously sounds like one of those stories you hear, though. Like, it was late at night, there was this only, like, the only thing lit up, and it was this nice person, Uh huh. and the next day you go there, and it's, like, run down, and not at all whatever it's like oh i believe that happened too it's like a mirage that like makes you go there because you wouldn't have stopped there had it not looked like that because you'd have been a little bit more nervous yes but also like of course that's where your dang tire blows right that's so scary but how did like here's the thing because you know sometimes it's like oh and this person helped me across the street or you know whatever like help me move my car out of the way But, like, you were doing it with them, so, like, it makes sense. But, like, he changed her tire. Yeah. How did that happen? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, I'm glad that whatever happened happened and she got home safe. 
Well, and like he literally went and got the tire that she needed from his barn. Yeah. Like what the hell? I know. I thought this was going to be a different kind of thing. Like I have the exact tire you need in come my barn. Yeah, yeah. Come with me. Okay. Before we get to the next story, we got to talk about Miracle Made. These really are some of the softest sheets ever. But then there's so much more that goes into Miracle Made sheets that makes them unbelievable. The fact that Miracle Made offers literally a whole line of self cleaning, eco friendly bedding. I mean, you can get like sheets, pillowcases, comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria, and you have to do laundry three times less. I'm like, I don't have to do the laundry as much, and it's comfortable, and it's helping me with my temperature regulation. Sign me up. Because, yes, it really does help with your temperature regulation through the night, and that really does impact your sleep quality. Let me tell you, I have been hitting it hard on the Z's, aka snoring very, very loudly, because it feels so good just to be in those sheets, and you're not too hot, you're not too cold, you're just right. You're Goldilocks. So the sheets are infused with silver, and that's what helps with the bacteria growth. You know, like preventing it. The thing that gets me the most, because did you know that just like your regular bed sheets can have more bacteria on them than a dang toilet seat? Ugh. That is disgusting. Yeah. But also, if you think about it, like I do run hot when I sleep, and so I do sweat right. when I'm sleeping, but not on Miracle Made sheets. But you're so right, though, because you and I sleep so differently, and we both have Miracle Made sheets, and we both love them for how they regulate our temperature, and we sleep so differently. Yes. And y'all, these are inspired by NASA. So you know they're real smart. And if they can figure out regulating Donna and me at the same time with the same sheet, you know they're smart. And seriously, Miracle Made sheets are so luxurious, so comfortable, and it's without that high price tag of other luxury brands. But then, you know what? Uh, again, they're self-cleaning. They come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you're going to get a refund. So if you want to try this out, you go to trymiracle.com slash creep to try Miracle Made sheets today. Look, you can buy them for yourself or you can buy them as a gift for someone you love. And if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use promo code CREEP at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So go to trymiracle.com slash CREEP to get that 40% off and then use the promo code CREEP at checkout so you can get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Again, that is trymiracle.com slash creep to treat yourself to better sleep. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, the next one. Hey, y'all. I'll start this email like all the others and tell you how much I love you ladies and everyone in our spooky community. I started listening to your podcast in 2020 when life during the pandemic seemed to last a lifetime. And I continued to listen during 2021 when I thought my life would be ended by the narcissistic asshole I considered my boyfriend. Don't worry, everyone. I left his pathetic ass in July of 2021 and met my soulmate a month later. I'm still loving every minute I spend listening to y'all now. My first story of many isn't just mine to share, but rather my whole family's. I'll preface this story by saying it's about the most amazing woman I've ever met, my mamaw, and our family losing her to a very short second battle with breast cancer that spread to her lungs and her bones in late 2012 and her death in January 2013. 
She was loud and full of life during my entire childhood. So to see her wasting away for those few months was incredibly hard. We were all struggling to cope with her loss, but boy, did she send signs that she was still hanging around to make sure we made it through as a family. The story starts with me and my sister, closest in age to me, being at religion class, it's a Catholic thing, one Wednesday night in early February 2013. Our mom was waiting at my pawpaws, her dad, and my mamaw's husband's house for us to be done with class, meaning my dad was home with our youngest sister, who was only about five months old. We finally got home around 8 that evening, and he looked very shaken up. Keep in mind that he's a giant skeptic of all things paranormal. My mom asked him what's wrong after we all settled down to watch the Wheel of Fortune or something along those lines, and he finally said, I think your mom was here watching over me and the baby. My mom, being the paranormal lover that she is, said, Oh, really? Did she make you a believer now like she said she would? He responded by telling us that he was folding laundry on the couch while my little sister was crawling around the floor. And he looked up as the little light-up ball rolled from the opposite side of the living room to my little sister while she giggled and held out her hands to catch it. This ball has not lit up for years and only lit up when bounced when it did work. He said he just sat there dumbfounded and said out loud, All right, Mom, you made your point, and I saw it, but I still don't believe in all that ghost shit. He will forever swear it was my grandma, his mother-in-law, coming to show him she means business and to let him and my youngest sister know that life without her being physically present will be okay. We've all had our experiences with her visiting us since her passing and many others that I'll be happy to share later since this email is already a mile long. Don't worry, Carrie. I'll definitely be sharing my other experiences to keep Sinister Sightings going. For reference, I'm typing this on October 9th, 2023. Lots of love and stay spooky, y'all. Michaela B. I love how your dad was like, all right, I know it's you, but I still don't believe in it. Right. Like, how, how? you going to say it was that and then, but you don't believe. Right. I mean, I guess he believes in his mother-in-law, but just not any other ghost. And I love that your mom didn't even bat an eye and was like, oh, now you believe? Huh? Is yeah. that it? <laughs> like, immediately that was her response was, oh, now, huh? Yeah. And I love that the grandmother had even said, like, I'm going to make you a believer. Like, ugh, I love that. Okay, last one. Hey, y'all, I just have to share a short, funny story that relates to you all that I hope will make you giggle like it made me. Last week, I was listening to your podcast during the day. Nothing out in the ordinary. That night, I distinctly remember waking up after having a very unique dream. I dreamt that I was listening to your podcast again, but this time, Carrie was just singing very loudly. And it was irreplaceable by Beyonce on the podcast. It was clear as day to me in this dream. To the left, to the left. Thanks so much for your great energy and the stories you share with us all. You both make me laugh and feel like I'm in the room with y'all. Happy spooky season. Well, you know that wasn't a true story because I was not singing Beyonce. I know. I'm like, okay, Carrie singing? Yeah. Oh, Beyonce, never mind. Mm -mm, Mm -mm. Not happening. But I love that you dreamt about us. And in a non-creepy way, right? That's so true, though. Carrie singing? Yeah, probably. Terribly. But probably. But no, not Beyonce. Mm -mm. Not my fave. Nope. Sorry, all you... Be lovers. <laughs> Beehive. But it does make me understand why people don't love Taylor Swift. Like, as much as I don't understand it, because I do love Taylor Swift, but like, the people who love Beyonce love Beyonce. The people who love Taylor Swift love Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? And so like, it, okay, bye. I don't know. That just made me think of it. <laughs> <laughs> she was just covering her bases. Like, look, I know a lot of people love Beyonce, but I love Taylor Swift. So Swifties, back me up, right? <laughs> 
And you could be both. You could be a bee and a Swifty. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> are they called bees? I have no idea. I don't, I don't feel think like so. so. I don't feel like so. Is that what <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for sending in all of these stories. Keep them coming. I'm still nervous. And remember. Creep it real and, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.